Today's episode is brought to you by Socks Box Box Box. That's right, Socks Box has merged with Box Box to meet all your socks and box needs with one small monthly payment. Each month, a box full of boxes and socks will be delivered directly to your door. Visit SocksBoxBoxBox.com today to get started. Socks Box Box Box. Socks in a box in a box. All right, let's turn it up. From the Florida border up to Nashville, Tennessee, this is Skinnerd Reconsidered, the only podcast where I review every Leonard Skinnerd song. I'm your host, The Simple Man, and we've got a great one for you today, a great song. It is the last song on the second album, Second Helping by Leonard Skinnerd. Before we get to that, I do want to share an announcement today. We were honored by the great Terry Mathley to be featured on his amazing show, T-Bone's Prime Cuts, along with the Deep Purple Podcast and Sabbath Bloody Podcast. We sort of formed an alliance, my podcast and those other two. It's a very powerful alliance out there on Twitter. But anyway, it was very kind of Terry to let each of us pick seven or eight songs from the respective bands that we cover and also record some promos for our podcasts. And all of this was featured on his show a couple weeks back. I'm a little late, as usual. But you can listen to the show on dailyboom.net or check it out on iTunes and all the other podcast places. It's the July 27th episode if you're interested. We all picked some deeper cuts, but hopefully some songs that you guys will all enjoy. So thank you, Terry, for letting us take over your airwaves for one Saturday afternoon. If you haven't already, check out T-Bone's Prime Cuts, Deep Purple Podcast, and Sabbath Bloody Podcast on iTunes and all the other places. Also on Twitter, of course. Come be our friends. We'll talk to you. Pretty exciting. And speaking of Sabbath Bloody Podcast, let's talk about Clarence. If I sound a little bit off today, there's a good reason for it. And I know this podcast is coming out a few days late. There's a good reason for that as well. I have good news and bad news about Clarence. First, the good news. Clarence really came through after our disagreement a couple weeks back. I told him to do the Needle in the Spoon episode on his own, and honestly, I didn't think he'd be able to produce anything at all. But he nailed it by having our friend Rye, host of Sabbath Bloody Podcast, host the episode. And I thought Rye killed it. Great musical insight from Rye, and I know you guys enjoyed it as well. You've let me know. So thanks to Sabbath Bloody Podcast for stepping in. Clarence, of course, made up some lies to make it happen, like saying that he went to him because the podcast is family-friendly. When he knows, we went blue several weeks back, but he knew how to pitch it, and it worked. So I remain completely furious about the whole situation, but I am glad that we got such a great episode out of it. So that's the good news, but now for the bad news about Clarence. And Freebirds, there's no easy way to say this. Our dear friend and podcast producer, Clarence, has shuffled off this mortal coil gone belly up, went down for the dirt nap, bit the dust, gave up the ghost. He's pushing up daisies. He's wearing the pine overcoat. He bought the farm, cashed in the chips, kicked the bucket. 
no easy way to say it, but I guess there are a, a lot of ways to say it. Look, I don't want to reveal too much out of respect for Clarence's ghost and for his family, but let's just say that old Clarence apparently had a problem with the needle in the spoon. Ironically enough, it seems so obvious now. A lot of clues looking back. I mean, just a ton of clues. But I guess sometimes you're so close to a situation you can't see the forest for the trees. How could I have missed it? The erratic behavior, erratic work performance. One episode would sound pretty good, and the next one awful. All I know is Clarence will be missed. Well, Clarence will be remembered. But, guys, he's free as a bird now. Reunited with his mom. I bet he's up there rocking with Ronnie and the gang. I wonder, this is a side note, but I wonder if in heaven there's some jerk like me complaining that Gary Rossington isn't in the band, so it's not the real Skinnerd. They only have five, six of the band, so this sucks. That'd be a fun reversal. But Freebirds, in honor of Clarence, I have put together a tribute featuring all the best Clarence moments from this season. So enough of my talking. Let's listen to me talking in a tribute to Clarence. This one's for you, buddy. Turn it up. I do want to mention Clarence before we get too far into the episode today. A lot of you told me that I was too hard on Clarence last year, that I was rude, that I was a tyrant. And so I actually do want to apologize to last season's Clarence. The fact of the matter is I was so hard on Clarence because I thought he was doing the worst job a human being could possibly do. But what I learned is that Clarence can actually do a worse job. Thanks for nothing, Clarence. Clarence, what the fuck? I want to start out today, I, I hate to dwell on this, but um, I do want to apologize not only to last season's Clarence, but also to this season's first episode Clarence. Because once again, I thought it had gotten as bad as it could, and then we had the last episode, Don't Ask Me No Questions, and we failed the song. I don't know what's going on with Clarence. We're still out here in California. He goes out all night long, and then he sleeps all day while I'm off at work. He only wakes up to stare at me when we're recording the podcast. His behavior is unacceptable. Clarence, you are on thin ice, friend. Very thin ice. Clarence, what the fuck? A lot of Clarence just clarencing around. Clarence, what the fuck? I will say the tensions are running pretty high between me and Clarence. What? Clarence, no. Clarence, I'm not going to read it. You think I'm an idiot? Is this how you're spending your mom's inheritance, Clarence? Shameful. You know what, maybe if you put half the energy into this show that you put in that stupid ad, we might have something here, okay? Clarence? Clarence and I had a conversation. It appears we're at a bit of an impasse. I'm sure that Clarence will fall flat on his face without me. Clarence, what the fuck? Thanks for nothing, Clarence. Wow, that was pretty moving. I have to say, it got a little weird at the end. I recorded this very late last night and I haven't listened to it since. But 
I hope Clarence and the entire Clarence family find this a fitting tribute. You know, there's so many things I could say about Clarence, but none of them are positive, so I guess I'll just leave it. But I will say this, Clarence, you are one of a kind. You could never be replaced. Which reminds me, we are now accepting applications to replace Clarence. If you want to be producer of the show, send your resume in a brief message explaining why you are right for the job to skinnerdreconsidered at gmail.com. And please use the subject line, I will replace Clarence. So this is all very crazy, but the show must go on. Clarence would definitely not want it that way, but he's dead now, so he lost his vote. So the song for the day is Call Me the Breeze. Like I said before, this is the last second helping helping. This song is written by J.J. Kale. It is the first cover we've had by Skinner. They really didn't do a lot of cover songs, at least not a lot that were recorded for the studio albums. They actually recorded another J.J. Kale song later on their album Gimme Back My Bullets in 1976. It was a song called Same Old Blues, so we'll get to that later. And supposedly they had plans to actually work with J.J. Kale, but the plane crash put an end to that, unfortunately. If you know Eric Clapton, you probably know J.J. Kale. Old Slow Hand was a big fan. He recorded After Midnight, which was written by J.J. Kale, on his debut solo album in 1970. And that filled up J.J. Kale's pockets and allowed him to go at his own pace. He was kind of an interesting guy. He was a great songwriter, obviously, and a good guitar player, but he didn't really love the spotlight, it seems. Didn't put his face on his album covers. Clapton later covered Cocaine in 1977. Another huge hit that was written by J.J. Kale. Bet you've heard Cocaine a few times on the old radio. To be honest, I hate both of these songs. I don't blame J.J. Kale as much as Clapton, but I don't care for either one of those. Clapton covered several more J.J. Kale songs throughout the years. Was a huge fan, a huge supporter of J.J. And Neil Young, you guys remember Neil Young? Neil Young said, Of all the players I have ever heard, it's got to be Jimi Hendrix and J.J. Kale, who are the best electric guitar players. End quote. Wow. About that. If you're wondering, the J.J. in J.J. Kale stands for John Weldon. John Weldon. Don't ask me, free birds. But let's, let's focus here, though, on the song written by J.J. Kale and recorded by Skinnerd called Call Me the Breeze. If you listen to the J.J. Kale version, you can look it up. I'm not going to play it today, but it's, it's much more stripped down, low-key. And the story of Skinner recording this song, uh, according to Gary Rossington, he says, quote, We always liked J.J. Kale, and we heard Breeze one night sitting around the house, and Ronnie said, let's do that. And it really was Gary who made it happen. He wrote a completely new arrangement. Uh, he came up with that riff at the beginning, and they felt this way was different enough from the original, to make it worth doing. Gary says, quote, it didn't work for us the way he did it, a real straight shuffle. If we had changed the lyrics, it would have been a completely different song, end quote. And I think that's true. This is quite a different version, a lot more rocking, of course, with those three guitars. So let's check it out. By Leonard Skinner, this is Call Me The Breeze. <laughs> Oh, 
I mean, come on. This song already is amazing. How many great opening guitar riffs did Skinner have in these first two albums? And then the horns again. Introduced for the first time and Don't Ask Me No Questions back here again. And they work even better, in my opinion, this time around. You got Bobby Keys once again playing the sax along with a couple other horn players. That drum fill, that straight roll seemed a little pedestrian, but who cares? This is already amazing. I bet that's half true. There were probably some people hiding from Ronnie if they were smart. I bet he wasn't hiding from anybody. I think this song might have been my very favorite to listen to with my dad on the back of his motorcycle. This really is the ultimate motorcycle song, right? If you haven't experienced this, go out and grab yourself a dad. Doesn't matter who it is. It could be yours, it could be somebody else's. Just grab a dad. Hop on the back of his bike. Make sure he has a bike. I should have mentioned that. So find a dad with a bike, motorcycle, not a bicycle. Grab him, hop on the back, tell him to put on some Skinnerd, call me the breeze, and then listen to this while you're flying down the road, the wind is blowing on you. If you don't like this song, you'll get it then. Thanks, Dad. Oh, and now get ready for some amazing solos. Best part right here. The hand claps come in and work perfectly. Come on. I gotta stop this to talk about those hand claps. It's become sort of a trend now with your Mumford and Sons and the like to have hand claps and stomping around on songs. I find it very annoying. But it works perfectly on this song. These are real hand claps by real people, real hands. And it highlights the solo in a very effective way. Alright, back to you, Ronnie.
This dude doesn't even know where he's going. He just knows he's going. And he's got that green light, baby. Billy Powell on the Rockin' 88s. This is my man B Powell's finest moment on this entire album. Perfect horn arrangement at the end. Takes it over the top. Call Me the Breeze by Leonard Gosh Darn Skinnerd. I like that one so much. I'm honestly thinking about changing my name to Mr. Breeze. I know I've always been called the Simple Man. I know that would be strange. But the truth is, I don't like Simple Man, the song, very much. I like this one. So maybe I should be Mr. Breeze. Freebird's right into me. Let me know if I should change my name to Mr. Breeze or stick with Simple Man. I just watched a video on the old internet. It was pretty fascinating. It was from Charlie Daniels' Volunteer Jam in 1987. Now, I know I don't normally acknowledge post-Ronnie Skinnerd on here, but this was pretty fascinating. You've got the Skinnerd remains, which are pretty good at this time, honestly. You've got Gary, Ed, Artemis, Leon, and Billy. And they joined the stage with Charlie Daniels, the Marshall Tucker Band, and Stevie Ray Vaughan to play Call Me the Breeze. And it's kind of a mess. I don't know it's just a loose jam or whatever at the end of the concert, but someone decided that Charlie Daniels' keyboard player should sing the song. And it's like someone said, hey, do we have anybody here who's a terrible singer but also doesn't know the lyrics of the song? Okay, great, you're up. He's literally holding a lyric sheet and he still can't get it right. So then after the first verse, our dear friend Artemis Pyle gets on the mic and he starts to sing. And, sorry Artemis, I love you, but there's a reason you weren't the singer for Leonard Skinnerd. But the shocking thing is he couldn't remember the lyrics either. 
Artemis Pyle butchers the lyrics. But then you get some pretty good solos. Stevie Ray Vaughan plays a guitar solo. It's pretty good. I don't know if you've ever heard of this, Stevie Ray Vaughan, but he's good at guitar. Then there's some other ones, but you get Ed King and you get Gary Rossington later on. Then towards the end, even Leon gets his solo. He plays a pretty cool bass solo. Leon really was a great bass player. I don't talk about him enough on here, but we've got time. I'm going to rectify that later. Anyway, it's all pretty fascinating and worth a look just for uh, the oddity of it. Charlie Daniels still doing that volunteer jam. I think he does it here in Nashville. The last time I remember seeing it, he, he had Luke Bryan, people like that, volunteering to jam with him. If I was Charlie Daniels, I probably would invite people to volunteer to jam with me too because I would only have one song that anyone cares about. That guy says a lot of crazy things these days. But this isn't a Charlie Daniels podcast, thank God. Hey, I am here at home in Tennessee. I've once again made the mistake of trying to record this podcast before everyone is asleep. And for those of you keeping score at home, we are now at four interruptions in 30 minutes from the simple youngest daughter. We've got two especially loud and long interruptions from the simple son. We've got one from the simple wife and three from the simple dogs. I'll edit all that out so you don't have to deal with it. It's my problem, not yours. All right, we're going to get into the rating very soon, but our sponsor today is Socks Box Box Box. We at Box Box would like to thank you for your incredible support. Thanks to you, Box Box has grown to become the Southeast's number one box delivery service, providing our customers with monthly boxes full of the perfect boxes. And today we have an exciting announcement. We are merging with Soxbox to create an amazing new company that will deliver two great products in one, all under the new name Soxbox Box Box. For a small fee, you will receive a monthly box of the artisanal cardboard boxes you've come to love, all with single socks inside to replace those pesky socks you lost in the laundry. Visit SocksBoxBoxBox.com today to get started and enter promo code SkinnerDReconsidered Clarence is Dead to receive the first month free. SocksBoxBoxBox. Socks in a box in a box. All right, let's do the rating. I think it's pretty clear that I love this one. It was great in my childhood and it's great now. So I'm going to go high. I give Call Me the Breeze on a scale of one to five Skinnerds four point seven skinnards how about the dad review let's see what that says dad says a jj kell tune i originally thought it was a jimmy rogers song but realized i was confusing it with t for texas oh and skinner does a great job with that one on the live album back to dad everybody gets to work out on this song when i looked at the 1977 video on youtube Leon is even singing on part of the song. Oh, that's cool. That's probably a better video recommendation than the one I just gave. Dad says, one of my favorites on the album. Rating, four Skinnerds. Oh, thank God we finished on a high note. So Freebirds, that's it for the second season, the second album of Skinnerd Reconsidered. 
Please give us a five-star review on iTunes if you haven't already. I got in an argument with some dude on the internet the other day, and he gave me a one-star review. I, I try not to argue with people on the internet. I never do that because it's pointless. But this guy didn't like some of the political stuff I've said on the podcast. And then he told me that he learned nothing new about Skinnerd from this podcast. And he spelled Skinnerd S-K-Y-N-A-R-D. I pointed out that he could learn something new simply by looking at the title of the podcast, like how to spell Skinnerd. So he and I aren't friends anymore. It's been a tough week. First Clarence, now this guy. But make up for that guy by going to iTunes, giving me five stars. Next time we talk, we'll be headed into the third album by Leonard Skinnerd. And I have to be honest, the next two albums, I don't know them very well at all. These first two were the albums that I know the best. I also know the last one, Street Survivors, pretty well. And those three are widely considered the best Skinnerd albums. So who knows where this podcast will go now. The true Skinner test is going to be the next two albums. This will either be a fascinating and exciting journey as we discover a ton of great new music, or this thing is about to go down in the dumps. I honestly have no clue, Free Birds. But I can't wait to find out. We may take a little bit of time off to sort out the producer situation in between albums, but maybe not. And either way, I promise it won't be anything like last time, or I took a half a year off or so between albums. So we'll be back here before you can even miss us, Freebirds. But until then, I must be traveling on. Yeah.